the service of yesterday. Some of you remember, some of you can't remember, you were not there, but I was there by um, YouTube uh, at the memoriam of uh, our brother Willie. It was amazing. Some of you guys that went there, it was such amazing. A, a man, a brother, who lived his life solid for Christ. And I was completely touched. I was watching when I was sitting in my bed. I cried for that man. And uh, the bigger thing is that I had the privilege of sitting down and have meal with the wheelie. And I shared him with him. And he shared with me that his days are few. And uh, by that time, he didn't even show fear or anxiety or anything. He was saying, I'll preach as long as the Lord gave me life. And I was amazed. That even went over across to the sea for the gospel. If it was me and you, maybe we could. I don't know. But uh, that man, I even say, is a great example. A great example for living your faith until to the end. I admire him. I've got more to share about him, but because uh, I've got a mission as well to give out the weight, but uh, really it's something that I wish I can live that kind of life until one day the Lord takes me home. Like what Willie did. The message of tonight, if you had to entitle it, is called the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. And uh, I remember I wrestled with this word when they were saying the kingdom of uh, God and the kingdom of heaven, but the Jew, they were very careful not to say the kingdom of God. Because they thought if they say kingdom of God, they actually say the big man, which in the Exodus scripture say, don't take the name of God in vain. So they wanted to default and say the kingdom of heaven instead of God, because they didn't want to call him. That's why they even came to say Yahweh instead of God, because they wanted, anyway, it's another day I'll share about it. But I'm so, I'm so excited that we can speak about this kingdom of God. And uh, for those who are saved, it is actually something that you're living in and perhaps not away, but you are living in that kingdom. And which I want to emphasize tonight or this evening, that when you go here, don't feel that you're outside of the kingdom of God. You are in, but not away. But you need to walk in the assurance that you are in. And that's something that captivated me for many years. I can quote some scriptures, even in Hebrew. It says those who are already tested it, they can't even go back. Because that kind of testing, it pushes you to go forward in your salvation. But I'm not sharing about the, that scripture. I'm just touching it. That's what compelled me. When I was young, my mom used to hold me when I was young, going to the temple. And those are kind of testimony. I remember careful. And one day, my mom, she used to be a deacon of the church. And uh, she used to put all the chairs and everything. And I remember one day cleaning somewhere and saying, Mama, I want to build a pulpit. I was very young. And I, I did it eventually because we're in the rural area where the pulpit wasn't be made of wood or anything. I had to make it with the mud and all those kind of things. And uh, because that thing cultivated me to save the Lord. And I don't feel like baking off from saving the Lord. I feel now I'm like saved. Like yesterday, I want to carry on saving him again. Let's look at what this kingdom of God looked like. In Matthew chapter uh, 6, verse 33, we are told, but I want to start it a little bit in verse uh, 20 to 21. Let's turn the Bibles if you have got your one. Today, our Bibles are in the technology. 
when you see people coming to the church not carrying their Bible, before I was struggling around it, but now I know <laughs> that their, their Bible is on the phones. And you, you might think that people are playing games during the preaching, hence not. <laughs> and uh, maybe let me start from verse 19. I'll carry on as we go. Do not store up for yourself treasure on earth where moth and the rusty destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and the rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure, treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it's an amazing way. To, when you look at this, uh, Jesus comes and gives us uh, such an amazing way. And uh, I just want to finish up with that verse uh, 33, maybe, if I can. It says, uh, um, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be, added, will be given to you as well. And uh, Jesus comes, uh, and we know that he started from Chapter 1 all the way to, I like chapter 5, where he starts to tell them the uh, uh, beatitude and the somehow he heals the person and all those kind of people struggle around that. He says, guys, I want to warn you, can, you, can I position your eyes? Look a bit. Don't store, don't uh, put your treasures too much where the world is. That he, one day thieves and most they can come in and the rust can come in. And we have, we have got uh, such a amazing illustrations somewhere here in Cape Town. Which is sometimes if you preach this kind of message a little bit further in Africa, they wouldn't understand about the, the rust. <laughs> Truly speaking, when you talk about rusting, go further that way, they think, what is he talking about? And uh, simple, we can see it, that once you store your things, and once you make most of things ungovernized or uncoated, how quickly it corrosion. Jesus says, come, come, guys, let me, let me just help you a little bit. Be careful where you're storing your treasure, because where your treasures are, that's where your eyes are. And if we start to store too much uh, in terms of our heart into what can be stolen or break in, then we lost it. And we're carrying on. I love that message. Give this secret. He actually gave the secret away, Jesus, when he spoke to the, the, his disciples. Say, guys, don't store your things somewhere where your treasures are not safe. It was actually a warning because Jesus knew no, no Satan came to steal and destroy. And even today, preachers, they're going out there and telling people, repent, come to Jesus. And people think that these guys, why are they giving us hard time? What is they own? What is their gain? But hence, they actually helping us that in this world, if you store your treasures too much, the devil will come and steal and destroy. And in that, I found it very encouraging uh, in verse 33 when it says, he said, he said actually position your, your, your priorities. Seek first the kingdom of God. This is a duty of mankind to seek first the kingdom of God. I stay just around here in Kirsten Wolf. And uh, <laughs> you know, when I, I, I started to come into ministry in those years, I always thinking that uh, 
a, a, a gospel need to be preached a little bit further because that's where unsaved they are. But I've never thought the unsaved are right in our doorstop. <laughs> I sell veggies because I, I'm, a, I'm a farmer, I plant veggies. And I've got a lot of customers. When they come in, I have some way to say, how are you, how are you doing? Are you part of any church? They say, actually not. Do you want to be? No. Just around here, the gospel is needed here, just here, guys. If you're thinking of gospel somewhere, you're missing the point. The gospel just around. Even some of your neighbors are not saved. You see them every day that they don't even see. They're holding their treasures around this earth. Let's carry on. What is the kingdom of God? Looks like. Number one. Kingdom of God, there is righteousness, which the world today don't even reflect it. If you are a Christian-like, if you are a Christ-like, if you are a person who is saved, you are in the kingdom of God. People should see the kingdom within you. Either when Julian was praying for me, I was actually amazed that he touched this message. He said, Lord, I'm praying for him that what he preached, he live. He don't just preach what he don't live. For me, truly speaking, kingdom of God is the center of my life. Jesus Christ is the center of my life. Because if you're looking for a kingdom of South Africa, no matter we've got our ministers, which are not the upright like what we believe, but if you are in South Africa, there is a king. There is someone who rules South Africa in the natural and in the supernatural. Natural is a human being. But if you don't want that person as your king or your leader, then you are, not in, you are in the wrong place because it's challenging. But we are in the kingdom of God where God himself leads and rules. In the church, in our lives, that, the good thing is it doesn't lead only this country, God. It leads me. It leads within me. It leads through me. That's the kingdom of God. The worldly leaders, they only lead out appearance of us, which is, they're not affecting us that much. Even if we love or not love, doesn't touch us. But God. <laughs> Number two. In the kingdom of God, you don't impress people, but God first, then people. In the kingdom of God, God is my center. What comes in with my relationship with him, that's what goes that way. Doesn't come this way, goes that way. No ways. First is a priority, then goes that way. That's the kingdom of God. Point number three. Those in the kingdom of God, they hunger and thirst for righteousness. Every time you long to see the justice, you long to see the truth, you long to see what godly life will reflect, that's where the kingdom of God. Anyone who finds himself no longer living in those kind of things, see that you're a little bit offset from the kingdom of God. Point number four. Many times in the kingdom of God, you get persecuted for being righteousness. And sometimes you sit down and say, why people I'm trying to help them to know about Jesus, even the families, they're a little bit opposing me. Why? In the kingdom of God. Because people, they don't see what we're seeing. Sometimes we share around, let's pray, they say, you're wasting our time. Guy, let me just make a joke. <laughs> Remember, there's a say that some guys, 
out of the countries, especially overseas, they say they saw a man praying for food after they given him a food. They were a little bit amazed and say, why are you praying? He says, I'm thanking God for food. Oh, say, oh, by the way, you're coming from South, Af uh, South Africa. There is no food today. You guys are baking. They think when someone is praying, it comes from the mentality of poverty or suffering. He's begging God for something. They don't need God because they've got everything. Not everybody either. <laughs> Praise God. Let's look at Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Maybe today we cannot be too much in Matthew. And I'm not going to read Matthew too much. I'm just going to paraphrase and move. When we see Matthew, Jesus came again in those areas and started to teach people no one could have a clue what Jesus is talking about. He ended up saying one word that I want to read there in verse 21. He says to them, he says to them, this verse 21, he says, in his name, the nation will put their hope. Say, guys, even if I try to help you, you don't see. But at the end of the day, everyone will have hope through me. But Jesus, because when he was, he was teaching, he normally, he was very kind. And most of the time, he would bring a lot of pictures, but he's trying to reveal himself. But people wouldn't see what he's trying to do. And he says, but in this one, that's where the nation, they found hope. You know, when you are in challenges, when you are in troubles, when you are even in joyful, your hope is in him. When I look at Mark chapter 1, even verse 14, 15 says, repent, the kingdom of God is near. Actually, you are speaking himself. himself. Say, you guys, you need to be ready because the kingdom of God is near. He was pointing to himself because if you found God, his kingdom is within him. Let's carry on with your bread. For, because those guys were focusing too much on law. And then he, he tried to help them to turn their eyes so that they can focus in, the, in him who gives the law. But they wanted to kill him. If you look at the whole story of chapter 12. Because they didn't understand about him. But they were saying they, they worship in God. They are for God. But actually when he came they didn't understand him. And in chapter 13. Before in chapter 13, he tries to bring lots of parables in that verse. Uh, in chapter 13, he brings lots of parables and it, so that he can open their eyes. But it was very difficult. Very difficult. You, you know, if you have ever given yourself a time and look at how many parables were there, there were many of them trying to even to engage them. Because if you will speak about the supernatural things, they won't even understand. He tried to bring something that they can put their fingers on. Like the, 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 the tares and the wheat. Like he, the, saw, the, 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 the sower, something that the farmers always do. Even if you are a, like me, as a black man, we live by plowing. You can identify. The white, they identify. He bring all those things, but they couldn't identify with him. Even he used the mustard seed. And he, and he comes to verse, uh, verse 30, 33, uh, 44 in chapter uh, 13, he start to speak. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field. When a man find it, he hide it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all he had bought, he had, and bought the field. He carries on, he says, like a merchant, the merchant, they're looking for a pure. They went around. Are you guys seeing the scriptures? Very good, my sister. I didn't see that people, they can see at the back of me. 
sometimes it's like when I'm worshiping, uh, even when I'm preaching, some people think I'm here, sometimes I'm already going to heaven. Because my spirit is with my father. And they, what he did there, I didn't even see. I'm just marveling around what I'm sharing with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. And he was trying to help them to see about the kingdom so they may turn to him. And in verse 44, as we just read, Jesus explained about how the kingdom of heaven looks like. I'm hoping we can also understand it, position ourselves into it. Let's look at these points that I did put them around here. Number one, we make it a priority in our lives. Once you found the kingdom, you make it a priority. Guys, one thing that I've taken a stand, unless if I'm working, but I always, when I found a job in my interview, they ask most of the time, I say, are you going to be working on, on, on Sunday and what? I'll say, can I be excused to work on these hours? But after that, I can always come. Because my heart desire, I want to see, not that I worship church. I worship God at the church. In those kind of time, I want to see that nothing disturbed. If I go on holiday, that's me. I don't want to say to all of you guys, you can do what, how you prioritize yourself. If I go on holiday, the place I am, I go to, first thing, if I arrive in that place, I look where they go to worship. It's my priority because I don't want to say my holiday must stop me from engaging God with other people. That's me. And if I'm around, if you don't see me coming to the church, you know that Ndaba is sick or something really serious is happening. <laughs> My life, what is worth if there is no God around it? Let me tell you something. The pot that your mom cooks the food or the meal with, you always look after because you know if you kill that pot tomorrow, you're not eating. <laughs> Point number two. We do not put our business above God. And sometimes there's a temptation. God does not condemn business, does not condemn riches. Guys, let me tell you something. If you want to talk to someone who knows about the scripture around business, around money, come to me, I'll tell you. God, money is not a problem. The, the money, the love of money is a problem, but money itself is the answer to this world. But when we start to put our trust into those things and forget God, that's where the mistake is. And as I'm sharing about this, uh, 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 many guys, they even put their wealth, their business above God. Some, they put their poverty above God. I know how to live under nothing. I know how to live under some, uh, or above something. So if I'm poor, even if I'm not working now, God is still my center of my life. That's what I mean, guys. I'm really serious about it. prioritizing things for the Lord. And we don't, look, we don't look at our poor or poverty above God. Sometimes you end up quoting the wrong scripture. The Bible says, blessed are the poor. No, no, no. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Not poor because you don't have. <laughs> Praise God. I love the Lord with all my heart and all my soul. Where is the kingdom of God start? Go for it, my sister. Chapter 17, Luke. Now, now I'm with you. 
chapter 17, verse 20. It says, is that they, it's uh, in Luke. Uh, once having been asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God will come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Eesh, this is very nice. And uh, it, it is really, uh, verse 21, let me just finish. Yeah, the kingdom of God is within. When you, the moment you get saved, the kingdom starts to come in and dwell within you. That's why sometimes we preach to people who are not saved. We're asking them to actually invite the kingdom to come in their lives. And they feel that we're forcing them to something that is not. But it is the treasure that once you get it, you never let it go. I'll share a little bit, but I wanted to just put that across. Within our heart, by accepting Jesus as the Lord of our life, and we start to live in him to rest of, uh, to, from now until to the eternity. And look at this. In, there is another scripture that is very nice. How do we see the kingdom of God in Romans chapter 14, verse 17? Are we still together? Well done, guys. I've never preached when people sleep. It will be my first time. <laughs> when people say I was sleeping when he was preaching, no ways. Uh, chapter 14. Let's look at this. Verse 17. Some of you already ahead of me, I know. Look at this. Verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves, who serves, who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. You know, there is many occasions that we go to the shop with my children, and as we're buying, some people, they greet us. And as they're greeting us, they say, are you a pastor? Imagine, I'm not those pastors that wear suit and tie that has got long shoes and not very nice. I'm, I'm sometimes walk with the, actually my sandals and a short. Normally, that's who I am, with a T-shirt. But people still see that. Because once Christ is in you, he lives in you, and he, he says, he, uh, uh, and the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and what, what, but it's a peace and righteousness. People see that this person has got peace. This person is calm. What's wrong there? And I say to my, 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 my wife and my daughter one day as we're walking, they say, are you a pastor? I say, no. I felt betraying Christ exactly. And my daughter said, Dad, don't deny you are a pastor. <laughs> I was not ready to preach. But anyway, we should be pre preaching every day. So the, the life of Christ needs to be exampleshipped as you live the life. Paul tells us that kingdom of God, number one is peace, number two is joy, number three is righteousness. How can one purchase this kingdom of God? Because in the mentality of humankind, there's something, what must I give? Remember Nicodemus in the Bible. This guy who came and uh, a rich man also say, how can, I, how can I take this inheritance? How can I be enter into the kingdom of God? What, how much must I pay? Christ says, you don't have to. 
And I'm glad that we don't have to pay anything to be a Christian or to be born again or to, be, to come into the kingdom of God. Because if it was a payment, I, will, I won't qualify. Because I don't have what it takes. Some people will come before me and pay better money than I'm left out. But because of his grace, I am what I am because of his grace. And you are what you are because of his grace. And some people, if you look at in the old days, used to chase doves and kill a bull and all those things. Some of us can't even manage to buy bull. Or chase a dove because it runs. <laughs> or it flies away. How can one purchase this kingdom of God? In Romans chapter uh, 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 10, verse 9 and 10, it says you confess with your mouth. Or with your heart and confess with your mouth. You, are, you, you say it with your heart and confess with your mouth. Then the salvation comes in. And Isaiah, my sister, thank you so much for sharing that scripture of Isaiah. The very same scripture in chapter 55, verse 1 to 3. It says, don't waste money in all those things. Come to me and buy and eat without any spending. That's only be found in Christ. In his kingdom. Where people don't pay anything. You just come and say, Lord, I'm your child. Lord, I, I believe in you. Then God says, come into my kingdom without paying anything. Let me sums up. Ay, this is a nice message. I like it. <laughs> because this is a good news, guys. And uh, as you carry on, only by accepting Jesus by the heart and confess with your mouth, no money is needed. Once one accepts Jesus, find hidden treasure. Many people, they don't see that Jesus is the only fine pearl that mentioned was looking for. They say when the mentioned were looking for a, a fine pearl, when they found it, they hide it and went and sold everything and came and buy it. You know, once you understand that Christ is the, is the beginning and the end, you will always come close to him. You never allow anyone to distort you from knowing him. You never allow even your friend, your parents, your, your relationship, your work colleague, even to take you away from Jesus Christ. You even, I'd rather lose them for the sake of Christ. This is what I've done. When I came to know Christ, I was 18 years, and all my friends were parting. But when Christ changed me, I went and tell them that, guys, this is not good. And some of them, I lost them. But I'm glad that I've, I'm in the kingdom of God because of Christ. As I'm summing up, as we close this, there is a question. Believers and those who not accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior, do you have this hidden treasure? It's something that you have to ask yourself. Do I have this hidden treasure? And it need to be hid, it need to be taken and invest in God. Because in God, there is no thieves that they will break in. In God, there is no rust that will come in. Once you are saved and live your life, even if you pass this world, there is an eternity for you. Point number two, are you investing in the kingdom of God by putting your priority right in him? That's a question. If your priorities are not in, your, in where your eyes is, where God is, then we're missing the point. I say it around you, if guys like Willie Marie who 
he's been in the ministry. You can even see, Willie was not lacking of finances. He had all what he needed, but he, his priority was not on those things. He was in God. So I think he, most of us guys, even today, or even tomorrow, as we go out, let's, let's move our priorities. Not too much into the secular, not too much into this world. But work, I'm not saying don't work, don't own business. Those things, we need them because we need to live, survive. But if your priorities around those things except God, then they are in the wrong place. God first, my wife, my children, and the rest of the staff. Last point. Where do you, where do you place your values whilst you're still alive on this earth or, or with God? Where is the value of your life? Where are you valuing? Where are you looking at? Where are you looking at? That's where your eyes is. Touch men's wallet, then you touch the men's eyes. You touch my God, you're touching my eyes. Because my God is my king. Even when I go under this world, I know my treasure hidden with him. My life is hidden with him. And I'm so longing to meet with the Willie and all those heroes of faith that has gone to be with the Lord. My last question, if you are not saved, position yourself and focus in God's kingdom. May the Lord bless you. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, that was incredible, Ndaba. Awesome, eh? I don't really want to add anything more to that, because I think what Ndaba said was amazing. So let's go out and make the kingdom of God our priority this week. Okay, let me just pray for us. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, for this afternoon, this evening, Father. Thank you for a time of worship where we can connect with you. And thank you, Lord, that we could be a people who can say week after week as we come here that you reign in this place. And God, we pray that your kingdom would be manifest in this place week after week. That when people come into this hall, they would experience something of the kingdom of God. And that something inside of them would go, uh, whatever I have in the natural is not what these people have in the supernatural. And I need that. But God, I pray that that would be the case in this church, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for all of us that we'd remember that pearl of great price that we found. And God, we would hang on to that and cherish that and move forward this week and next week and this year and the next year and the next year, growing and increasing in you. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you that we can meet together as your church. We pray for those who are not here with us, those who are sick. God, won't you bring healing to their bodies, that we'd see them again soon, Father God. And we thank you for that. Thank you for everything you give us, Lord Jesus. Amen. Great. Have a good evening, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday.